0: I am Griffin Youngs, joined by Christian Boley. as always, the emotional roller coaster of Game 2 in this series, almost unlike any other game I've seen in the playoffs in a long time. The Avalanche win 3-2 to over the Seattle Kraken with a three-straight-goal comeback after an abysmal first period. I mean, possibly the worst period I've seen this team. Play, especially after game one to come out like that i was so ready to come on this show on a war path like no one has ever seen but whatever they said in the locker room during the first intermission worked they woke up they scored three straight and this series is tied heading to seattle yeah um i am i i i love playoff hockey
1: and i also know that it will kill me uh very soon because that was truly an emotional roller coaster for three straight hours. Find me a movie that does that. Find me anything else that does right. that to you. There's nothing um,
0: else in this world that is going to have me just pacing around my room and doing push ups between intermissions because I can't do anything else right yeah. now. I just <laughs> have to wait. I'm like, I'm blasting stuff on my speaker. Like, I'm just in the middle of my living room just doing push ups because I yeah. need to do something. I cannot wait 18 more minutes for this game to continue because my adrenaline levels are the same if I was being hunted by wolves.
1: Yeah, like it it truly is there's nothing like it and like you said the first period was one of, maybe not the worst periods the Avs have played, maybe one of the worst periods played in the NHL this season. You know, nope, I take that back. What was that game where the, the Sabres scored like eight goals in the first period? Was that against the Blue Jackets? Even yeah. Then,
0: that was a regular season game.
1: Right. So it it was truly horrific. And I was on the same wavelength as you. I was going to come on here. I don't get angry very often. I was just sitting there during the entire intermission, just pounding my leg up and down, (laughs) just all over the place. I I was trying to stay off Twitter because I was I knew I was going to tweet some angry shit, and it was just mind boggling because somehow the ABS were worse than they were in Game One in that first period, and we were coming on here expecting them to be so much better,
0: (laughs) and they were just absolute dog shit in that first period i I was absolutely baffled by the start of this game because it was worse than anything they did in game one i was disappointed after game one there were still things they did like okay game the period one of this game is some of the worst hockey i have ever seen this team play they did nothing right absolutely nothing right they lost every battle they could not make a single pass georgiev wasn't able to bail them out and make some saves everything that could have went wrong in the first period went wrong and i i i was mad furious even like and like you it really does take me a lot to get like upset at this team i can i can handle getting beat by a good team nothing the Kraken did in this first period was a result of their hard work it was the avs giving it to them. I was just completely shocked, just sitting there, just slack-jawed. I I could not believe what was happening in front of me.
1: It It was just so weird because usually the abs, like we've seen in previous playoff games, they're the ones who take advantage of the first 10 minutes. They're the ones who are coming out with the jump in their legs while the other team's trying to shake off the shake off the rust. The abs in these two games have been swarmed in the first 10 minutes of the game, just swarmed. And that is credit to the Kraken. The Kraken's four check. We talked about the beginning of the series is going to be relentless and it's not a slight against the Kraken, but every single goal they've scored in this series has been given to them by the avalanche. They do. They do not have the playmakers on the ice, to set up offense. They thrive on teams fucking up in front of them and they take advantage of that. And that's not a slight against them. That's the reason why they're a hundred point team. They do it really fucking well, but it's just maddening to watch because the Avs are just losing these games by themselves.
0: Yeah. I mean, we're we're talking like now, like they ended up losing this game, but like if you, for some reason did not watch this game, like I cannot stress enough how, Awful! This first period was genuinely awful to the point where it's the first thing we're still talking about in a three-goal comeback win to tie this series at one. But everything went wrong here. Like, what's Seattle gonna do that sets up Devontae's making a horrific pinch that sets up that that odd man rush for for Tolvin and Gordon, Justin Schultz, and Schultz gets the goal and the power play where. Just a whole sequence of baffling decisions from Kale McCarr to not fighting along the boards for that puck, not skating out the end of that play, just ends up on Brandon Tanev's stick, and a shot from from distance just gets by Georgiev, and they're down 2-0. And they were lucky to get out of this period down 2-0. I would like that was maybe one of the only positives is that this wasn't three or four.
1: Yeah, Georgiev made a big save. I think it was Beniers who had a breakaway. Was it Beniers or Eberle? I can't remember in the yeah, first period, but I think it might have been Beniers. Um, Guryev bounced back, made a really nice save. And I did want to talk about that because it was funny. I didn't see it in the moment because I was too busy just throwing my hat on the ground. Uh, Brandon Tanev, after he scored, blew a kiss to the crowd, which uh, was hilarious. Um, and I'm not going to come on here and trash Brandon Tanev because I think that's... What hockey needs is like moments like that that are clippable and memeable and celebrating. Like you just scored a goal in the playoffs. Like that's fucking cool. (laughs) Like You should be able to celebrate. He blows a kiss to the crowd. It ends up coming back to bite him in the ass because they lose three to two. But those are the moments in hockey that we desperately need. Those are the social media clips that are going to get tens of thousands of likes because it's fucking funny. And it just cracked me up and it makes me laugh even more now that they lost the game. So no, no, no damage done. Like if you're legitimately upset by that, like just take a deep breath. Like it's, it's funny. Like let players celebrate goals. This isn't a big deal.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not upset about it, but if you're going to do that, you don't, you don't want to blow that lead. You got to back that up. And now we get to sit here and say, kiss this as this series. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah, that's (laughs) funny. That's good. That brings genuine life to this series. And I'm glad he did it because clearly the message got sent to the abs going into that intermission. But like this first period, like we're going to move on from it eventually. But I mean, my God. just You
1: have the stats up of what shots attempted to work. Because I want to say the Kraken were like 22 to 4.
0: At one point, it was 17 to 1 in <laughs> that's, that's like, attempts like they had one attempt even on goal in the first period it ends up being 11 to 10 in shots on goal at the end of the period because the abs had two power plays towards the very end of it which they were there i guess i mean it, the first one obviously abysmal they give up the shorthanded goal second one's better by default because they don't give up the shorthanded goal and at least like get some shots on goal and forced Grubauer to make some saves, but this team got booed off the ice after the first period. You have to really try in four periods of your title defense to get booed off the ice. That's how bad this team was. I don't typically like to boo
1: um, because I, what is it going to do? But I, I let a couple out. I, I'm not afraid to admit it. I was,
0: I was pissed. And there, there are time, there is a time and place for boot. Like that performance deserved it. That first period performance, especially after game one, where you just got handled by the Kraken and needed a good response and a good start, that deserved it. There are very few times where I'm like, booing doesn't really make a lot of sense here. That was one where it's like, do you even want to win this series? Because that's the kind of effort we're talking about here, where you're sitting there questioning just how much these guys actually want to win this. And I think that question had to get brought up in the locker room too. It definitely did. And it
1: it was <laughs> I was just sitting there, I was like, I wonder what Jared Bednar's even saying. Like I I don't know if he even says anything. Well, I, I just I just think he let the players handle it themselves and whatever they said in there fucking worked because they came out in the second period and it looked like the team we had expected to see the entire game.
0: Yeah. And there's talks that Gabe landis got to be in the locker room for intermissions. And that makes a lot of sense because that looked like a team that got a good Gabe landis Gog talking to in intermission that came out for for the second period. Because from from puck drop in the second period, it was immediate. This was not just like one moment where they get a goal and things are back together. The first shift for the top line in the second period was like, okay, that's better. That's what we're looking for. They didn't get much for the first portion of the second period, but it was night and day from the first period. Significantly better.
1: It was significantly better, and they weren't turning the puck over in their own zone. They finally figured out a way to beat the press of the Kraken, and it it worked because you I I I don't think it's it it sounds a lot easier than it is. They were just lobbing the puck out of the zone and letting their
0: players go and track it down. Like we we can outskate them. I think it's literally just as simple as they stopped playing scared of the Kraken and stopped letting the game come to them. They started hitting them. What a surprise! You start hitting them and knocking them off their game, and things open up a little bit. It it was just so crazy to get through that first period where they're again losing. Every battle, not fighting for the puck, not laying any hits, looking like they're just not interested in this game whatsoever. And they come out in just such a simple thing as wearing the Kraken down. When they have the puck, knock them off the puck. Make life difficult for them. The Kraken had four straight periods of life being pretty easy for them in this series. They were not tested very much. The second period was the first time that they genuinely had their life be hard at all in this series and it worked a lot in the abs favor
1: it worked a lot and it's amazing what happens when you just realize oh we're the better team we
0: but, we got this we're the defending stanley cup champions in round one playing a good team in seattle but let's be real with ourselves here they should not be tossing you around like this no. like a rag doll yeah you know they four check Wow, what a novel concept that they four-check hard. It's not that hard to break after the four checks you've broken last year in the playoffs. Going up against Tampa from last year, and Seattle's going to be the one that breaks this team. Like, yeah, they play hard, but you are the Avs. You can do this. And I think they finally realized that in the second period.
1: They did, and it, it was very quickly it was 41 seconds between it in the span of 41 seconds. The Avs tied the game. Um, amazing what happens when you win a face off. Nathan McKinnon wins a faceoff, gets it back to Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr does what we've been like. Fans who yell, shoot the puck, are some of the worst fans, but for Avalanche fans, it, it kind of makes sense because the Avs refuse to shoot the puck, they, they just always do. And McCarr puts one on net, Arturi Lekinen who had a fantastic bounce back game. We came on here on uh, after game one and talked about how Georgiev needed to be or not Georgiev, Leckanen needed to be better. He he showed up. This was vintage Arturi Leckanen. He deflects it in and all of a sudden it's 2-1.
0: Yep. All of a sudden they're right back in this game. Lekinen was brilliant tonight. Evan Rodriguez was brilliant tonight. Val was excellent tonight. And another guy who just is so close to getting one of those goals again, Bo Byram was Excellent, again, in this game. And this is what we talked about last episode. Shoot. Shoot it. Get some deflections, get some bodies in front, and force Grubauer to make those saves. And you finally get one through off of a great deflection by Lekkinen, and all of the energy changed from there. Because like you said, 48 seconds later, Val and the it up. And like I just said, he was amazing in this game. And Devontae, he woke up too. Huge turning point for this team if Devontae is playing like he did in the final 40 than he was in the first four periods of this series. He makes a great play and caught the Kraken on the line change. Evan Rodriguez, who I was convinced was going to score the game winner in this game, he catches them, makes a beautiful backhand pass to Nachushkin. He beats Grubauer clean and all of a sudden the defending champs are back in this and we've got a series again.
1: Right back in it and I didn't even realize it. And until I watched the replay of the goal, I there was a delayed penalty coming on that. I wonder if that would have been a penalty shot if uh, if Nachushka didn't score there. But that was just a perfect passing play where Taves gets it up to Rodriguez. Rodriguez is at the end of his shift. He sees Val coming off the bench. They catch the Kraken a little sleepy in their change. And for once, you're taking advantage of the Kraken's mistake. Because as good as the Kraken have
0: played in the series, they're still making mistakes. I mean, They're far from perfect. They're playing really well, but they're not playing the kind of hockey where you're just like, oh, what do you even do against these guys? They're just doing nothing wrong. They're playing perfect hockey. They're making mistakes. They're human beings. They're a hockey team that makes mistakes. And the Avs in game one couldn't take advantage of a lot of them. And they finally were able to do that here and stop making massive earth shattering mistakes of their own. I would argue
1: that they still really haven't taken advantage of all the opportunity. Like they, they took advantage of one in this game. There's still a ton of opportunities there. Wow. Uh, and that's, what's exciting. But also it's like, if you miss out on all those chances, it's going to come back to bite you in the ass. Um, but that goal by Val, right? That was vintage Val. I don't know where, I don't know what happened to that guy, but he went from having stone hands to probably having like the second or third best hands on the team. Yeah.
0: Like he, right? he that, that movie bold he got was got sweet. Filthy backhand on him now, yeah. where he's just so slick with it. And it's like, you know, it's coming, but he just does it so clear. It's not even like he rips that puck over so violently. He's just so smooth with it. Now. I don't know what he did in the off season two years ago, but he figured out the hands problem like just out of nowhere. For some reason, and here we are at this part of the game, like in the in the first intermission. Like I was so dejected and mad, just like I I needed to go cool off. I'm just in my room with the lights off, jersey on, hat on, and everything. <laughs> as as poor Daisy is, is giving me that look, like, "Are you okay, dude? Like, is everything all right?" And I'm like, "No, I'm not." <laughs> I'm not. Daisy's my dog. For everyone who doesn't know, and sweet girl is. She deserves much better than the bullshit I bring her on game days a lot of the time. And this game's tied it to See, what I do in my apartment is I try, I, I, I get loud, but I can't be too loud because I have neighbors. So my instinct when things like that happen is to clap, but then I realize I clap loud. So it changes to a fist at the last second. So every time something happens, I'm just punching into my own palms. And like my palms were red. After the the second period, because I'm just punching myself in the hand over and over and over again. (laughs) like I'm going to break my wrist in these playoffs from doing this. But the entire energy shifted after that goal from Val. And you could tell that obviously this game had changed and the abs were feeling it. Now, this is the abs that we have seen in the regular season this year. And this is the defending champs that we saw last year.
1: It's, I was just dumbfounded because like, why couldn't we just do this in game one game two? Like, I know it takes some time to figure out a series and figure out like where the turning point is, but we're going to look back and remind me, did that Rodriguez hit happen before the Lekkonen goal or after the Lekanen goal? It was after. It was after? Uh, Rodriguez laid one of the cleanest hits I've ever seen. (laughs) Vince Dunn. And here's the thing. I'll I'll say something nice about Vince Dunn he's a lot better than I thought he was. Yeah. Like he is a legitimately good defenseman in oh, the no. NHL. I was and saying the Kraken I mean, cannot afford to lose him.
0: No, not at all. I was saying coming into this series, I mean, Vince Dunn, if it wasn't for the incredibly deep Norris class this year, probably should get some love for that as well. If there was a most improved player or just most improved defenseman, he would very well be towards the top of all of those lists. He was excellent this season for the Kraken. And like the Kraken guys were saying in our preview, one of the reasons that the Kraken's defense was finally able to start getting mobile and start producing a little bit, because they yeah. finally had a guy that was able to to run it from the perimeter. I mean, he put up over 70 points, I believe this season. It was a guy who was a cast out in St. Louis a couple of years ago, but Rodriguez, I mean, this hit, you cannot throw any better and you couldn't take it much worse. If you were Vince Dunn, yeah. he, he jumped into the hit for God's sake and just knocked him on his ass clean. But even then, after the Avs got these goals, they were not out of the water yet. The Kraken did not break in this game, to their credit. This was not just an avalanche for the Kraken where they just couldn't handle it. They had some answers of their own, especially towards the end of the second period. But Alex Georgiev, after the first period where you don't love the goals that he gave up. There have been worse goals given up, but you don't, especially the second one, you, you don't love that one at all. He makes... A series-saving save in the closing seconds of the second period on Jordan Eberle. He didn't get a lot on the shot, but Georgiev is full splits, sliding across the crease on a three-on-one where Rantanen is the only guy back on a three-on-one. And he keeps this game tied at the end of the second period. In my opinion, when this series is done and dusted and the Abs are moving on, that's the turning point where they get those two goals and he keeps them in the lead. That is a series saver.
1: 100%. I legitimately couldn't watch the play. I, I put my head down when I saw that happening.
0: <laughs> it was like,
1: I, I couldn't watch it. And then I heard the roar of the crowd and I was like, okay, we're good. So I had to wait to watch Dari play to see the save.
0: Um, I, fro- yeah. I, I straight up froze. Like I was just like, I f- I did not have any reaction until afterwards. I'm just like throwing my arm Back and forth. Like, I was frozen during that entire thing. Like, not like this. Rant is my back. You've got to be kidding me. Like this, really? Well, because it was like the abs were this close. I I think it was it Byram who,
1: like, the pass was just this far away from him, and he would have had probably the cleanest look he's had all game. And it jumps over his stick, goes off the boards. And I don't think the Kraken could have played that any better. But also like Eberley flubbing the shot a little bit definitely helped because <laughs> he he had a lot of net to look at. A lot of net to look at. But Honestly, I mean Georgiev not,
0: not a lot though. Even if he lifted that a little bit or got it even a little more to the left, Georgiev was still getting across to make that save. Maybe if he placed it perfectly, he wouldn't have got it, but he still slid across. It's not like he just shot it right back to the middle. I mean, that still had a chance to go in.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the save we we needed Georgiev to make. And yeah, he let in two softies, but he didn't allow another one in. And that's all you can ask for a goalie in, in playoff hockey. Like If you hold the team to two goals in playoff hockey, you should win 95% of the games. You should, because that is a really damn good goalie effort. And he bounces back from his 900 uh, again in game one. And he ended up finishing, in, if I remember right, 927 tonight.
0: 931. 931. So 7 of 29 and had two game savers. And again, go back to that that first period where everyone's pissed and I believe it was actually Yanni Gord who had that breakaway in the first period. He stones him, keeps it at 2 nothing cuz that one goes in, done. This game's done and over. There's nothing this team's going to do that they're going to come back from. And again in late in that third period, all the momentum's on the Avs side. They're rolling one bounce goes Seattle's way. If that's in the back of your net, like that, that's a backbreaker after that would have been it would have
1: been a repeat of game one where yeah. it's like, you'd get all the momentum from that goal from those goals. And then all of a sudden you're right back down. Like you do all this hard work to get back in the game. And then all of a sudden you're right back in the same situation down one.
0: Right. So it's not just a game saver, but a series saver saving this team from going down two zero and going back to Seattle and you go to the third period. I, what a period. This was playoff hockey. Game one felt weird because the Avs just didn't have a ton of push that really forced Seattle to even make it feel like a playoff hockey game. These two teams were into it at this point. This, This was a quintessential playoff hockey game. The energy was all there. From start to finish in this period, they're all going back at each other. They're trying to force everyone to make a big mistake. The crowd's all into it. Like, this is what we were waiting for.
1: The Kraken guys were right, though. I I have my player that I fucking hate, and that's Yanni Gord. He is just such a fucking pest, dude. Like, I... oh, he drives me crazy, man. And, like you said, for the first time in game in the playoffs for these two teams it felt like a playoff series like there was genuine disdain in that third period for each other like they they were going at it like you would kill McCarr get a penalty um, that was in the second period like him and have got coincidental minors which also like Yanni Gord starts that shit and Brandon have literally jumps I on Kale I, don't McCarr. Ad-
0: I don't understand the matching minors there I don't you don't need to do anything there it's a scrum it's the playoffs the guys are gonna go at it in front of the net and what did Kale even do roughing i called up for roughing no yeah. it was roughing but i'm looking at that like that's what we're calling roughing in and he literally got jumped yeah he got jumped but it's like you don't even need to call anything on Tanev for that like it's just a, no. like it wasn't like this game was like getting out of hand and you gotta no. set <laughs> the box like no this was just two teams fighting for every inch that they could get in this series and i just thought that was a weird call but in a playoff where almost every other series, there's just been a shit ton of penalties, only two each for both sides in this game, where you've you've seen games like the Leafs and the Rangers, where they're they're just calling everything. Everything. It is power play after power play after power play. Both of the Avs power plays were in the first period of this game. They did not have anything the rest of the way. All the goals came at five on five.
1: Well, the thing is, is... If I I appreciate that, like the refs, they didn't, they got the penalties even. It was 2 2, and they didn't call shit afterwards. Everything they did call was coincidental, and both players went off. Uh, If that's how you're going to officiate the game, then stick to that standard. And they did that, which I have no really critiques of the officiating. Um, I didn't love the high stick on McKinnon where he got that uh, on Schwartz, but in the long run, it it evened out the penalties. It was 2 2 and power plays for each team. And really, neither team was good on. power play tonight so um i if that's what the officiating is gonna be the rest of the playoffs i'm cool with that like i just want consistency with that because i imagine these other series where they've been calling everything that's going to go down later on in the series and the players are gonna be like what the fuck are we doing here Right? right they're gonna be so confused on what the standard is so we'll have to see but i i really like, I really don't have any critiques for the officiating tonight. I, mean, I, I thought it was pretty solid all the way around.
0: Yeah, I mean, I didn't love the McKinnon high stick. I I thought it was Yanni Gord put his head down, or Jaden Schwartz, Schwartz. Put, Yeah, put his head down into it as McKinnon's going to check him and he gets a stick to his face from doing that. I thought that was pretty weak, but Seattle's power play in this series has not been very dangerous. The Avs power play. Uh, they haven't had an opportunity when they're actually trying. So we have not barely <laughs> seen that power play come out there at all. And do you look at another series like the Stars in the Wild, where the Wild alone have taken, I believe, 11 penalties in two games, and the Stars have taken full advantage of that? Zero power play goals in this series, only one shorthanded goal. Everything's been at five on five. And You go to this third period, and the abs, they just kept working hard, and they kept wearing the Kraken down, and they did what I begged them to do last episode in all game. Force Grubauer to make a save. I don't care if it's not a great shot. If you have a lane, shoot it. Before we had that first goal, I I was tweeting that whoever passes up an open shot lane next should be benched. I'm not kidding. Whoever's the first guy to do that should not play the rest of this game. And finally, you get towards the end of this third period. You're still tied at two. Another huge faceoff win. Sam Girard, who again, great game from Sam Girard today. He's he's one of the few guys who had a pretty solid game one and an even better game two. Goes to Lekkinen. He throws that puck on net. Huge rebound from Grubauer. Goes right to Devontae's. After he finally makes a great pinch and he fires it right through. Who went from one of the guys. That was a huge reason why we lost game one and a huge reason why we're down in this game to massive improvement in the second period. His first game winning goal in the playoffs and the Avs lead three to two with seven minutes left.
1: We haven't mentioned it yet, but Bednar did split up Taves and McCarr, uh for this game. And it looked a little sh- shaky in the first period. He went back to him in the second period. But splitting up McCarr and Taves gave. Taves and Gerard, they they they've been fantastic together. Like th- th- those two work really well. Sam Gerard has played fantastic hockey this playoff series, and like we said on last episode, this is the perfect type of series for him. He's a good puck moving defenseman. The Avs are going to need to move the puck, yeah. and the only thing that can slow this team down, the Avs, is when they get pinned in their own zone. And Gerard's good at moving the puck, and him and Taves have good, um, a good connection. So I I really like the way those two are playing, um, for this goal. But like you said, if you just get shots on net on Grubauer, he's going to break. And there were three or four chances. I think the abs just missed on rebounds that that he had, but Grubauer has given up juicy rebounds in both games so far this series, just shoot it for his pads and there will be juicy rebounds and you just got to go down there and grind out goals. And every once in a while, the puck just bounces perfectly like it did to Devon Taves, um, and he rifles at home. I know I gave a lot of shit to my seats of the last time, last episode, because I lost. My angle for this goal was as perfect as it can get. Like, I saw the whole thing. I saw it beat Grubauer Queen And it was, I'm going to give the ball arena uh, people who moved my seats some credit there. Because they, they they did put me in a good spot for that one. So I would like to retract my complaint from the last episode.
0: Yeah, crazy how things change when we win. Yeah, mm-hmm. totally much, different person. Yeah, much less complaints to be had when the Avs win in the playoffs. And, I mean, is this not exactly what I said last episode, is that the Kraken, are, they live and die by their rebounds. And Grubauer gives up a lot of rebounds, and Devontae's reads the play perfectly. It's a great shot by Arturi Lekkonen right for the pads, right to Devontae's, who just absolutely rifles it past Philip Grubauer. And there was still seven minutes left, but I feel like for those seven minutes kind of flew by Honestly, which is they weird. flew
1: by, and the Kraken really didn't generate anything.
0: No, they really like there was a couple like they're getting some looks in their own zone, but none of them felt particularly dangerous. And money puck backs that up too. If you look at a lot of the expected goals, they go kind of stagnant in the final fifteen minutes of this game. They have one pretty decent chance from from Jordan Eberle that that Yorgiev makes a, a good save on. Outside of that, I mean, they were kind of silent towards the last 10-15 minutes of this third period. And it's, that makes me feel good for the rest of the series. It's that the ABS when they finally fucking showed up and started trying and looked like anything resembling the ABS, the Kraken did not have a lot. They had a couple of things. But they did not have a lot when the ABS started executing their game plan instead of responding to the Kraken's game plan. It, the difference it made was Astronomical. It was it
1: it, I'm trying to think the best way to put it because I don't think frustrating is the right word, but it's just like relief. Is that the right word? Because you just it was like, this is what we've been saying the entire time. If you just do this, you can win these games. And they finally started playing their game and not waiting for the Kraken to come attack them. They were the ones on the attacking end. And the biggest thing that I noticed is they started winning those 50-50 puck battles. Through the first 80 minutes of this series, I don't think we won one puck battle. I really don't.
0: They lost every single one, and it started in the second period where that puck would go down on the boards, and they would start hitting them, and they would start moving them off of the puck. And we talked about Sam Girard a second ago and how he's had a great game, and people give him crap for being soft and small. He gets crushed. In oh, this yeah. he got leveled but you know what he did he took that number down and he finished the check on him a yeah. few seconds later the second he had that puck didn't take a penalty but let let a little message be sent that you're not going to get away with that it wasn't a huge hit didn't knock him on his ass but sam gerard's not taking that shit and the avs stopped taking shit after the first period in this game and finally started pushing the kraken around and made them start chasing them to retaliate because they just kept trying to go up the center of the ice and the Kraken would just knock the puck off of their sticks and intercept their passes. But once they finally started hitting and forcing that transition game as the Kraken tried to get them back, it opened it up. And they finally start to able to get into their own zone and start to generate some chances once they started frustrating them, which is what the Kraken did last game. They were frustrating us. They are a good team, but they can be frustrated and can be knocked off of their game plan. I I think they were surprised that the Avs came out starting in the second period and started pushing them around a little bit because I think they were starting to get a little cocky. I think that this series had been going too well for them to that point, and they were surprised that the Avs just stopped taking it. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's
0: funny that they were cocky
1: after one game, but I I, I, mean, I kind of get what you're coming from because it was that second period. I think they were like, oh, shit, like, oh, they're actually trying now. OK, guys, let's 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 get going here. They're actually trying.
0: Yeah, I mean. The first four periods of this series, I really mean it. They were easy for Seattle. They did not. They had to work, but they didn't have to work that hard. They did not have to getting a ton of lanes or anything like they're they're just execute their game plan this is just everything went according to plan the second the abs start knocking them off their plan a little bit they didn't have an answer they just seemed kind of surprised that the abs like oh we're not just the perfect kryptonite for this team they were oh they were genuinely holding back oh boy
1: yeah and hopefully they can continue that going into game three but i said at the beginning of the episode playoff hockey is going to kill me like those last seven minutes were some of the most stressful moments of my life, not because it was particularly dangerous. It's just, it, it was all on the line there. So I, uh, I'm glad that the abs really just kind of shut it down after, after like the two minute Mark, that four on four, I knew that was going to be a pain in the ass. Like they called that late four on four. Was it, was it Rodriguez who went in the box or was it Lekkinen at the end?
0: It was, it was Rodriguez
1: Rodriguez. I, I, in that moment, just let them fucking play. Like, you let them do that whole scrum for, like, 45 seconds. Why are you blowing the whistle now when they break up?
0: Right. Like, and also, like, this like this slash that they called E-Rod for. Like, they, they were looking for calls at that point for whatever reason, just because they'd been tangled up for so long. And, like, that is Adam Larson initiating that whole thing. And Rodriguez breaks free and knocks his stick away from him. And they were looking for that just so they could get the even-up call. Right. I, didn't, I did not love putting that game at four-on-four four at Ooh. that point. Like, just let them play at that point. It is not egregious enough that you need to be inserting yourself in this game, but at least it was offsetting, and they weren't putting the Kraken on the power play. But even then, like, once the four-on-four on four was done, because I, I felt like at five-on-four when they pulled Grubauer, there was a little bit of danger, but once, once that ended and it was back to being six-on-five, they had it. Oh, the, yeah. Like they completely shut it down. Outside of one good look for Everly, they shut this one down. There was not a lot of problems,
1: dude. What happened? And I think it was like right before there was a minute left. Like Lekkinen, I thought he had a chance to clear the puck, and the puck just like disappeared for like thirty seconds from my vantage point. Did you see what happened on the TV? And then all of a sudden it just landed at his feet again. And I was like, where did the puck go for those?
0: I think what, I felt know like thirty, 30 seconds. About, but it, it, I think it just got like kept in, and they just kept fighting for it on the boards or whatever. But We've talked about in the past, like, oh, this team just can't clear their own zone. Like, they did a really good job at, at oh, clearing their yeah. late in the game, finally, at the very least. They, once the second period
1: started, they, I don't remember, a, like, a single time the Kraken were able to, like, pin them in their own zone on a four check. Like, the Avs were able to get the puck out pretty easily. Um, so, they get it out, and finally, the last couple seconds tick off, and this series is tied at one. And it wasn't easy. Uh, I think we all expected the game to go a little bit differently than it actually did, but all in all, a playoff win is a playoff win. And you tie the series at one.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, the, it didn't go exactly the way I was expecting, but I mean, I got the score, right. The other day I said, it'd be three, two and it was for first time, I think in forever. I think I've actually gotten a a score prediction, right. But I mean, what a game and what a series this is going to be just, yeah, this is going to be fun. It's Av- gonna
1: be every game's gonna be like this. Yeah, every single
0: all game. Be like, now we're now we're going to Seattle. Yeah. Like now it's only gonna get tougher from here. But it's weird that I feel more confident now that we're going to Seattle because the Kraken have struggled at home and the abs have been better on the road than they have been at home. And they just showed what they can do. For the first time all series, it took them until the final 40 minutes of this game to finally start showing what they can do. And we also saw that the Kraken, like, they were doing their best, but they just they don't have the kind of talent to really answer that. When the Avs are rolling and forechecking, they don't have that guy that can just single-handedly slow the game down and start moving the puck around and take some momentum off their side. They've got a bunch of great players and a bunch of great depth, and when they're rolling like they have been in the first 80 minutes of this series, that works out. But this is where the Avs are gonna are gonna thrive in this series.
1: It's where they're going to thrive, and I completely agree with your sentiment. I I do think that this team is better on the road, and I don't know what it is about the Kraken, but they they stink at home. Like they're really bad at home. So I do feel weirdly confident going into
0: Seattle. Yeah i I think, I I think they could win both. Honestly, if they play like that, they can they can absolutely win both of those games. It's not going to be easy. The Kraken are going to make life very difficult for them. And the crowd at Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle is going to be very loud and going to be rocking the entire time. I have no doubt about that. But if they play like they did in the final 40 minutes and Georgiev is there to make saves, I fully believe in this team's ability to to come back to Colorado up 3-1. to one. Hey everybody, hope you've been enjoying this episode so far, interrupting to bring you a word from our sponsor, at DraftKings Sportsbook. It's NBA playoff time, that means big hoops options with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Get in on the excitement of every game with the touch of a button. New customers can make a $5 pregame Moneyline bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins. Plus, everyone can score a no-sweat same-game parlay every day during the NBA playoffs. Open the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And even if it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus back up to $10. The Nuggets going up against the Timberwolves this week. I've got a future for the Nuggets to be winning the entire thing. Get in on the action right now at DraftKings Sportsbook.com. With code THPN, new customers can make a $5 pregame money line bet and score $150 in bonus bets if their team wins only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. Now, back to the episode.
1: I think Georgiev's going to be better. Uh, We talked about Josh Manson. He struggled in the first period, but I I thought he got better as the game went on in this game. Uh, Started to look a little bit more like the Josh Manson we know and love. I still don't really love him and Eric Johnson as a pair, but it's it's what we have
0: right now. You got no other choice. Yeah, Jack Johnson's not available right now, dude. We we with this whole Darren Helm played in this game. I did not expect to see that. Yeah, Helm played in this game and he he looked pretty good. He did. I thought thought he looked fine. Uh, Ben Myers did not play in this game, but like the depth looked effective. For Christ's sake, they looked decent in this game Lars eller had a couple of chances he went pretty hard into the boards in the third period did he play another shift after that he only played 850 in the game i don't think he did but because especially like at that point we're talking it's the the meat of the game and you don't want to potentially put a hurt guy out there right like the the depth wasn't perfect in this game but god it was just so much better and having darren helm back i think just made a, a big difference His speed, man, he even as old as he is, his speed is just like Ben Myers is
1: good, but I still think Darren Helm is faster than Ben Myers at his age.
0: Darren Helm and Ben Myers, like Ben Myers is a stopgap. He is, you know what you're going to get from Darren Helm, especially in a playoff game where shit matters and things are different. Like Ben Myers, like was just out there drowning in a playoff game like that. That's just not where he's at at this point in his career. Not yet.
1: He'll get there hopefully, but it's just Darren Helm. We've been missing that all year, Like
0: He doesn't do a ton, but when he's out there, he's effective in those 10 minutes he plays. He's effective. He makes you think about him when he's on the ice. He might not be a threat to score, but he does something when he's out there and forces teams off of their game. And in the playoffs, we saw it against St. Louis and against Tampa and against Edmonton that he is effective even when he's not scoring goals. And we saw it in this game, it wasn't his best, but he did something. That's what I was begging for last game. You don't have to score, but you have to make the other team respect that you're on the ice at all. And they did not do that in game one. And they finally were able to do it in the last 40 minutes here. Finally able to do it. And
1: I feel good. Like I said, going into game three with where this team's at. I really do. And If they play like they did in the second and third periods, this game could, they could win by two or three goals. But if they play like they did in the first period, it could be over in the first period again. (laughs) It really could. We just need to see what Avs team's going to show up. And I also think they're going to be better on the road. I don't know what it is this year. They're just more comfortable on the road than they are at home.
0: I don't know what it is, but they just, they like being on the road. They've had better winning streaks on the road and they just play like tighter, more structured hockey on the road like I wouldn't be surprised if if they can put up a five spot in the in this game three and I think McKinnon's due for a big night oh yeah only he was one... robbed twice in this game he had two breakaways and just
1: got robbed
0: and like when a guy who actually didn't have a great night was Miko Ransom like I, I think the the big guys in this series are gonna be due for a big game I think game three is gonna be a big statement for this team. They, they dicked around too much in game one and early in this game, they finally get it going and start playing as a team. And if they do that for 60 minutes and they can silence the Kraken crowd early, they, they can get this game to get a little out of hand. I think they can do that.
1: Oh yeah, they definitely can.
0: So I feel good about
1: it. Um, any, I'm not trying to think if we're missing anything from the game tonight um i don't think so i think we covered pretty much everything i wanted to talk about with it um i got a ridiculously large chain i don't know if you saw that like dude that thing is as big as my fucking face like it's ridiculously large um and then I i also like this is a little off topic but it's just i don't know how you are um with it i find public pda to just be some of the most cringiest stuff and no joke, dude, the couple in front of me was like softcore porn the entire game. It was so uncomfortable. At, at, at the start of the third period, they were feeding each other dipping Dots. like oh. right? they, they were like feeding each other. And I'm just sitting there. I'm like, it's like you look at two different people because me and my sister are sitting next to each other and we're both like fucking edge of our seat stressed out. And you got this couple in front of us that are feeding each other dipping Dots, sucking on each other's faces. And I'm just like, What the fuck are we doing here, man? Like, do you not have any moment, like, symbol of the moment? Like, it's just.
0: They have not been together for more than two months.
1: No, they've not been together for more than a week. No. And I was just like, I was just sitting there and i was like this is so uncomfortable and like me and like the people sitting next to us we all just kind of kept looking at each other, like are they even gonna watch the game or like what, what the fuck's going on here man like
0: just go home if you're gonna do this type like, of shit like i'm all yeah. about like, minding my own business like i really don't care what people do in public But like that's fucking weird it's weird man i was just that's sitting weird. there and i was just like it's like, what the, why are we feeding each other? We're
1: not We're a fucking restaurant. people
0: like right next to yeah. you, like with, like within elbows distance. Like you could reach out your arm and elbow them in the face.
1: Yeah. Now, if that guy or that girl is a listener of the show, I forgive you. But you did make my night very like I was just I was uncomfortable sitting behind them. Like, it's just it's so weird. Um, But that was that was the story of my night. Uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with that chain. It is just so fucking massive.
0: Wear it. You're going to keep wearing it to the games. But. No, dude, I
1: took it off after the first period. It was bad oh, luck.
0: I'll throw it in yeah. the trash. Yeah.
1: I won't throw it in the trash because it was expensive. But uh, yeah, I, it, it it it's not going to be worn ever
0: again. It'll go on my chain wall. I have five of those things now. That's a little ridiculous. You buying them. you Like every time you go to a playoff game, you're like, hey, dude, I bought another chain. Dude, they're so fucking cool, man. Like, I, I, I guess I, so. I do like the one that says we want the cup. Like
1: That one's cool uh but yeah like i'm probably their number one customer uh but it makes me feel better when i see other people wearing them because i'm like okay they got someone else they didn't just get me so i steve i doubt you're listening well they got them once yeah steve i doubt you're listening but uh you can give me as much shit as you want for it but yeah i got that so um so yeah
0: let's
1: uh let's let's give our predictions for game three where are you at with it
0: i feel good i mean i could not have felt worse after the first period, I mean, I was angry, I was frustrated, and I was like already rehearsing how I was going to handle coming on this show on such a warpath while still keeping my job because I was <laughs> I was genuinely worried about that balance. I loved the final forty minutes. I mean, there was a couple of things like that weren't perfect. The Kraken had to still make them earn it. They're not going to run the Kraken out of this series. They're not going to run them out of Seattle. But I think the Avs. Have not figured it out, but are back to being what they were. If they start poorly again, if they if they somehow come out in game three and just have it like a shit night, that's going to be very very concerning. But if they play like they did in the final forty minutes, I think they could win big in this game. I'm going to say they win at five to two if they play like that. I think they're going to get a couple through Grubauer, and. It's important to silence that crowd early. You really don't want them getting into this. That is the yeah. biggest part. Is you cannot start badly because you're not going to have that room to recover this time. Even yeah. if you do play this game exactly like you did, you can't go down 2-0 in Seattle. You can't. No. Can't do it. I first ever
1: playoff game in Seattle. I imagine the Kraken are going to score the first goal of the game. I imagine. I. Uh, it's just and and the building's going to fucking erupt, but. I think this game is going to be very similar to this one and I'm just going to stick. I'm going to go three, two, uh, no team scored more than three goals. Uh, I think the abs get it done. I think we're going to get our first overtime game. And and I think Kale McCarr scores the overtime winner uh, because these two teams are very close. And I just, I could easily see it being a blowout for the abs. I could because they started clicking but I just that first game for them in, in playoff history at home. The Seattle crowd's gonna be rocking. I I, I think it, they're gonna have that weird troll mascot doing like crazy shit. What, what the fuck is that? We ever talked about that thing? What the I fuck? I think we did. We should have talked about it with the Kraken guys. Yeah, it, it's supposed to be like for something on like the. I have no fucking idea, but it's a troll. Uh, he's gonna be doing a bunch of weird shit or she. I don't even know if it's a he or she. Um, So. I think it's 3-2. I think the Avs win. But I think it. that's just like every game in the series. I think it's going to be a very close game. Yeah. Very, very close.
0: I, I agree with overtime, but I think for game four, that's what we're going to be looking at. I, I okay. think the Avs are going to get a pretty decent win in this one and take control of this series. And game four is going to be probably the game that defines this series, where – the Avs are they're up 2-1, to one and the Kraken, don't they don't want to lose both of their first home games on home ice, and that game is going to be brutal. That game is going to be nasty, but we'll talk about plenty of that after game three. I don't want to get too into detail with that here. I think it's going to be a great game. I don't think 5-2 is going to be like a blowout, right? No. At least it's not going to feel like a blowout, but I think the abs are going to have a really solid game, and... When the Avs play like that, I mean, the Kraken are good, but they're not the Avs. They don't have the weapons to answer that. When you have Val Nichushkin playing like that and Arturi Lekinin playing like that, they need a little more from the depth. They need a little more from their stars. But the Avs got that win when Nathan McKinnon had goose eggs. And if Nathan McKinnon shows up for that game and Lekkonen and Nichushkin can keep playing like that and Makar keeps dancing around people and Devontae doesn't make stupid mistakes like he did in the first period... And Manson stays out of the box. I mean, I'm, I'm listing a lot of things going. Yeah, perfectly. you're
1: listing a lot of things that went wrong. Yeah,
0: listing <laughs> a lot of things that need to go perfectly for this to happen. But I think they've got it out of their system. And I think they can go into Seattle, a team that has been okay at home, and the Avs who have been great on the road, and they're going to get a big win.
1: I can see that happening, but I can also just see it being an absolute slogfest. So if the Abs come back up 3-1, I'll be – pretty surprised that the series just strikes me as six or seven uh after watching these two teams play but the abs do have the talent advantage they have the goaltender advantage and they need to take advantage of it going forward so we'll see we'll be back on saturday is it games on saturday yeah saturday i guess it's friday right now that's what really threw me off um we'll be back to break that down uh recap of the rest of the nhl uh of the night the Rangers are going to sweep the devils. I think we, we know that
0: the the, the devils are not in this. They're not no. ready. They just, they're not built like that. What yet.
1: is the Rangers power play percentage right now? They've got to be at like 62% or higher. They just score like five power play goals a game.
0: It might genuinely be a hundred. Like every time it's on the power play, I, it seems like they score every single time. The De- The devils just do not have an answer for Chris Kreider whatsoever. No. So
1: Rangers should win that series easily. Uh, Bruins actually lose to the Panthers and kind of get their ass kicked in it, and uh, that's going to be an interesting game tonight. When you're listening
0: to that, I honestly, I think the Panthers are going to win Game Three. I do. The the that series, the Bruins did not play that great in Game no. One. They
1: got and, bailed out by Allmark in Game One. Yeah,
0: and Game Two, they still don't have Bergeron. The Panthers kind of ran them out of the building. That third period was bad for us yeah. and for Allmark. This is a series. This is very much a series. And the Panthers are feeling good. Like, they're still a good team, especially when Alex Lyon can give them some saves. Like, they still got Barkov and Kachuk and Ekblad and Montour is playing great as well. This is very much a series, especially if Bergeron can't come back. This is going to be interesting to see how the Bruins respond to this because that was one of their worst games of the season. And it's happening in the playoffs.
1: I really think the Panthers are going to win game three and then the Bruins are going to blow them out in game four. I still think the Bruins win this series. I, mean, I just think, I think it's going to go six instead of five. That's really the only thing that's changed. I'm feeling seven. The you way, think
0: seven? The way this is going, like this is going to be a series that the Bruins, I think, scrape by in seven and the Panthers are are going to make this respectful. They look good. The they Panthers, do. They look like they belong in this series. Absolutely. And I think they're going to split again and Bruins are going to be up three to two Panthers force game seven and the Bruins win in game seven. But that's a fascinating series. Like that is not a foregone conclusion. The it, Panthers can definitely win.
1: They can definitely win. Um, I just, if Bergeron comes back, which it sounds like he's going to come back at some point in the series, like
0: if, the, it, if he doesn't, they're done.
1: Yeah. Mike, they'll be
0: fine. But,
1: Credit to the Florida Panthers defense. That's not very good. They've held this potent Boston offense. If it's not for Lyon allowing like two soft goals, they could easily be up 2-0 in the series.
0: Like they could, they could. So, I mean, this, this is going to be an interesting series, especially as we now shift to Florida, how much of home ice advantage is that going to be? Cause I have, I have one of my neighbors is very much a, a Bruins fan. And he was looking at it saying that like, it's less expensive for me to go to Florida to watch the game and just to stay stay there for two nights to go to both games than it is to go to one game in Boston. And I'm sure a lot of people in Boston feel that way too. Well I
1: bet you a lot of people retire like there's a lot of Bostonians down in Florida. I guarantee you that there's a lot of everything in Florida. Yeah. So that's gonna be an interesting series. The Islanders and Hurricane series actually produced a fun game last night. Like that was actually a really good game. The refs missed a high stick, in my opinion. I know what some other people are saying. They, they That's a high stick. I don't, that was a high I,
0: stick. I do not understand the explanation that Mike Rupp gave, that that is a high stick. We've had right. this conversation on the show before. You are in control of your stick at all times, even if someone hits your stick into your own face or Correct. Whatever, whatever the fuck happened on there. That's still a high stick. It doesn't, like, you, he would say, like, oh, you don't call that in overtime. That's, like, the one thing you do call. Yeah, overtime.
1: like, that's the most blatant penalty there is. And the the Islanders got robbed. Uh, I still think that's – I still think the Islanders have a chance to make that series interesting because anti-Ronta has not looked great. Like, some of the goals he's allowed have not been great. Sorokin can play better, in my opinion. So, I think the Islanders – I wouldn't be shocked if they win game three and four. And you have to remember last year, the Hurricanes didn't win a single world playoff game. This
0: series does not started until the Hurricanes win on the road. Right. And also – Evo Taravainen's out for the series. He I saw
1: it. that. That yeah. sucks, dude. I like the the Hurricanes are just getting kind of fucked. And also,
0: uh, if the power plays are not seven to nothing in favor of the Hurricanes next game, they might be in trouble. Which is why it's also hilarious that Rod Brendamore has the gall to complain about officiating in this series. He's like, oh, he got he got tomahawk chopped right on the hand with no call. Like, dude, shut up. You got what was it, six, seven power plays to Ooh, zero. Ridiculous. And got away with that call in overtime. Like I also I will just never forgive Rod Brindamore for like the Oshi comments in that series a few years ago. They're like oh he barely touched him. He went into the boards and then Oshi oh, broke his collarbone on that play. Like he barely touched him. It's like what well, I don't really care. We're injured too. So anytime he ever complains about penalties or injuries, my mind just immediately goes to that. Like dude, you are such a fucking crybaby.
1: Yeah, but that that series gonna be interesting. I'm looking forward to that one. terrifying ter- being out. Like I. I- I just don't see the Hurricanes. If they get past this series, they are not beating the Rangers. They are not. Yeah.
0: No I mean, chance. They're saying he's out for the series. He could be back against the Rangers. But also, Vinan hasn't been that effective.
1: No. So, he's he still a good there. player, so that sucks. That's, that's
0: but... what, uh, and Vinan being out it, is going to hurt them. Like I think this series is far from over, even if it is one of the only two series that is 2-0. Like yeah. every, all the other ones are 1-1 right now.
1: Wait, yeah. What other series is two zero? What which one am I missing? Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. Shit. Sorry, my bad. Um, finishing up in the East, the Maple Leafs bounce back from their disaster of Game One. They win seven to three. John Tavares gets a hat trick. Uh, that series is going seven, seven 2 seven two. Seven two excuse me. That was the score of Game One. Tavares gets a hat trick. That, that series is going seven. I mean, that was the easiest bet of all time for the Maple Leafs to win big. No Chernak, no Headman. Like that's.
0: If they didn't win big, that was going to be a problem. But my main takeaway from this game is are the lightning okay? What the hell happened in that third period? Like I know they're like trying to send a message, but they're like fighting with the fans and like they got so many people thrown out of this game. I'm sure if I go to the penalty log of this game, it's just gonna be off the page. Oh my oh my god, this is worse than I thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you have Luke Shen and Tanner Janot fighting at Maroon slash and more fighting, Corey Perry and Justin Hull. And they gave him two. Did they give him two? They gave him fighting and roughing on this play. Respect. Sergachev misconduct. Pat Maroon misconduct. Perry got thrown out of the game as well. Like their bench was empty by the end of this game. Like I know they're trying to send a message, but it just kind of came off as unhinged. I mean, it's the Leafs, so
1: it is funny that they they go unhinged on them. But here's the thing. Like we all knew this series was going to go seven regardless. I I didn't expect it to be two back to back games of blowouts, but I expect when that gets down to Tampa, it's going to be a little bit closer games.
0: I mean, that's kind of how it went last year, though. Like the Leafs blew them out in game one, and was game, game two wasn't that close. I don't think for for Tampa. might have
1: been like four one.
0: Yeah, like it wasn't. it might not have been like a blowout blowout, but it really was not that close of a game. And both of the games in Tampa coming after that, I think, were blowouts too. So this yeah. might be Braden blowouts back and forth and back and forth until we start to get to the meat of 5, 6, and 7, which were all close. But yeah. that's like we thought. This is going to be a fun series. John Tavares gets the hat trick, the first playoff hat trick for the Leafs in 20 years. Going to be a fun series. I mean, Tampa is banged the hell up. If they don't have Hedman back and Chernak, I mean, there's only so much you can do. there only so much you can do man like they're they're just fucked i know you've gone to three straight stanley cup finals but you're missing your top pair against that is very good at offense like at a certain point there's only so much you can actually do
1: there's only so much but let's move on to the west uh oilers bounce back they beat the kings four to two uh tie that series at one I honestly think the Kings played better in game two. They could have easily won this game. Uh, the Oilers have blown two two-goal leads in both games so far. That's a little concerning. Um,
0: that's that's my main takeaway from from that game is, yeah, they won the game, played a pretty good third period. But again, they blew that lead again at man. 2-0. The, I think the Oilers are the better team in this series. And this is their series to lose. But they just they don't look that confident, do they? They, wow. they just seem very brittle, and then once this series shifts to L.A., I mean, because last year you had the the game that they blew in game one, but game two yep. was a blowout. They won that game 5-0, and game three, I think, was a blowout too. They're not getting that right now. Yep. The Kings are sticking around with them, and McDavid is – he only won. has one point. One point in two games, no goals. I mean, Philip Deneau has been glued to him. That's yep. given him – it's going um, to be even worse now that they're at home and they have last change. They get last change now. I mean, this is of the two rematches. These are these are both excellent series, yeah. and it sucks because they're on the same time as the Avalanche, and then yeah. on the same time the Stars and Wild play. I don't know why that was yeah. so hard to fucking say, but there's there's that's a fun series too, and that series is going to shift to to Los Angeles. And we'll see what happens from there. I mean, that, that one's far from done. That's that's a six or seven-gamer for sure. But McDavid's surely due to explode at some Oh yeah, he's Right? Like, one point in two games. I mean, gee, Jesus, for this guy? They're 150-whatever points in the regular season? Like, that is a massive Kings win. So
1: I, I think the Kings are going to win game three, and I think the Oilers win game four. That's just my kind of th- quick thoughts. But uh, moving on to the next series. Because we could talk for hours, um, <laughs> the the Wild and Stars, uh, Dean Evanson, what are you doing, dude?
0: Yet, Gen- genuinely, one of the most baffling playoff decisions I've ever seen. The Wild and their crush on Mark Andre Fleury has to be stopped. He, Dean Evenson is coaching himself out of the playoffs. I do. You don't give away a game in the playoffs.
1: I don't care that you won Game One. You try to win every game. Like this, this felt like a game they folded.
0: Yeah. He threw the game. He he was satisfied with 1-1. They won game one on the road, and he was happy to go back to Minnesota 1-1. He was satisfied with that and wanted to give Philip Gustafson a rest. I cannot for the life of me even begin to comprehend this decision. We all knew what was going to happen. I, I said this months ago that they were going to do this. Not, not to this degree, but they put in Marc-Andre Fleury, for game two against the stars and he gets fucking torched gives up seven goals not all to be fair not all of them were his fault the wild just genuinely didn't play very well but seven goals on 31 shots in this game after philip gustafson made the most saves in franchise history and stole them a game in double overtime I don't understand what Dean Evison's thought process here is like, oh, I want to rest my goalie. We've we've done this all year. You don't do this in the playoffs. You don't rest your star your star your goalie in the playoffs, first man. First like... of all, now cause now he's out of the rhythm. Now, yeah. now if he just comes back in and he's not as good because you knocked him out of his rhythm, it's such a baffling decision. Now this series is tied and all back in the stars favor again. I just cannot for the life of me understand Dean Evanson's thought process here. It's the kind of thing where you you are out coaching yourself. You're overthinking this entirely. You don't need to do this.
1: Yeah, he's galaxy braining himself. Like yeah. just play your guy who's good and yeah, gives like, you a chance to win. I know Hartman was out for this game, which that's a blow, but blow. Like, you just you just can't make that decision. I was dumb on Dean Evanson's part, who's a good coach. He's a good coach. I, I wonder if there was pressure from Bill Guerin to play his friend, his buddy, Marc-Andre Fleury, because there are rumors that this might be Fleury's last season.
0: That's another thing that makes sense Because ever since he's gotten to Minnesota, there's been this weird attitude around him that does not back up his numbers where he's, a, he had a great stretch through the mid part of the season. You got to give him credit for that. But Gustafson did too. They were both Gustafson was even better at that. point. They were both like nine thirty and above. But last year, he comes in, they trade kakinen which in hindsight, pretty right move. He sucks in San Jose right now. And Cam Talbot was good for them. Yeah, he was okay. He the solid. Season, it made sense for them to bring in Flurry. But down the stretch, Talbot was better. He was. Get to the playoffs, and they just refused to take Flurry out of the net, no matter what. And it took them being down 3-2 in the series and them going like, we just we need a save. We can't pretend to keep this up any longer. And they throw an ice-cold Cam Talbot in in game six, and they lost the series. It's just the kind of thing where it's like, what, what the hell are we doing here with this? Play the better goalie. You don't need to think about this. You just made you over 50 saves and stole you a game. Why are you doing this to yourself? Yeah, it makes no sense, man. Just dumb. That
1: that's gonna be an interesting series going back to Minnesota. I still think Minnesota wins Game Three. I, I think they're like I think they're gonna win Game Three, and I think uh, that series is going seven. like uh, that series is going seven, in my it's opinion.
0: Such a, it's such a good series, but the way the Stars have played, like, even in the game they lost, I, they outplayed the Wild. Yeah. And the game they broke they broke through them a lot, and they are deep under Minnesota's skin right now, where. All Pete DeBoer had to say was, well, the Wild are sixth in penalties, so we're going to take advantage of that. And Dean Evason, like takes it personally and is going to the media. One of these days, the Wild are going to realize that they are way too hot-headed and take too, and just take stupid penalties.
1: Yeah, they it, get offended by everything.
0: Yeah, like they are so easy to rile up, and it forces them to take stupid penalties. Yeah, you know, maybe the Stars are going down a little easy. Maybe don't take stupid penalties. Like, they're taking advantage of you. It's your fault. There's no honor here. It's the playoffs. Like they just, they just have that arrogance about them. That just makes me hate them so fucking much. (laughs) Just You don't get it. You don't fucking get it. And that's why you will never win. You don't understand.
1: Yeah. But we'll see how that series goes. Let's wrap up here. Uh, The game that was going on right after the abs, the uh, Vegas Golden Knights beat Winnipeg Jets five to two. Um, the difference in the series is going to be or if we get good Connor Hellebuck, I think the Jets can win the series. But if we get the Connor Hellebuck we got tonight, the series could be over quick. That's my thoughts on this series.
0: Honestly, I don't have a lot to say about this game because I just straight up did not watch it. I wonder <laughs> why, but I, it seemed like Vegas, they just got a lot of energy back in their favor from the little bits that I could gather. And Mark stone is playing well again. He gets the two late goals in this game. And he, I mean, I know I don't love Vegas, but Mark Stone's just so cool. Like, he's just, he's a, he's the good kind of psycho, where he scores every goal like it's his last, and he just won the Stanley Cup. He's such a boost for Vegas, and, I mean, Connor Hellebuck, he still made 34 saves on 39 shots. The Knights just played like shit in Game 1, much like the Avs did. But this series is is far from done. I I fully believe this is a seven game series and the jets are deep and now they're going back to Winnipeg tied at one. And can Laurent Bressois hold off the onslaught and beat Connor Hellebuck head to head? I don't know. They need know. that's, that's terrifying to me yep. that
1: he's going into Winnipeg. And he's, he's, I mean, he's played there before, but he's never been on the other side of it. Yep. So I agree. I think that series is still going seven. I'm still going to take the jets just because I trust Hellebuck more than I trust Brassois. Quick. I a, I a Logan Thompson. Like, that's who I trust more.
0: Yeah. I mean, they need Jack Eichel to come through. He scored his first playoff goal in this game. And if they're getting Mark Stone to play, then that's good for them too. But I just don't trust their center depth. I would not be surprised if we're on here in a couple of weeks talking about the Jets moving on. Even still, after Vegas played really well in this game, it's going to depend on how this series shifts in Winnipeg. Because the Jets, they still need more from their top guys, too. Dubois was a minus two. Shifley was a minus three. Adam Lowry has been probably their MVP so far in this series. He's a great utility player. But this is a very, very tight series. And I don't know. I still think Vegas is probably going to end up coming out on top in it just because the Jets are so inconsistent. But it's a fun series. sucks that we're never going to be able to watch it. But it's a pretty (laughs) decent series. Like, I... No, no offense, Winnipeg or Vegas. I have very little interest in your series when the Abs are on. Like, great that Jack Eichel scored, but Val Nachushkin just tied that game at two, and I'm like punching it, your shit, yeah, breaking my own hands. I'm not very interested in your series right now. No. Sucks. It's all good. Well, I I'll be able to watch uh, on Saturday because yeah. they changed up the
1: multiple TVs. But uh, yeah, we're uh, we're feeling good. Playoff hockey's back, man. We're finally in the full swing of it. Well, actually, we'll uh, We actually
0: have some interesting series. What? We'll watch entirely because they play at, at two. On, oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we play at eight on Saturday. So we can watch more hockey finally.
1: Let's Look fucking go.
0: Staggered start times. What an idea. I am excited for tomorrow. Tomorrow's a bunch of good games. They're all good games right now, man. We're in the goddamn playoffs. True.
1: Uh, we're on TBS, so okay. The game actually should start probably reasonably on time on Saturday.
0: I mean, it's a Saturday, so I don't have to be up for class early or anything. Like, I don't know, really... yeah.
1: But the Light the Leafs game is actually starting at five, so we, we should start like 8:10 ish. So yeah. hopefully, it's not super
0: late. It'll, it'll probably still be 8:20. I mean, they, 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 even if that game ends early, they're still going to start us at 8:20 just to be sure. But yeah, it's annoying still. But I mean, just just say it. We all yeah. know it's going to be eight twenty. Just say it's eight twenty. Just put it there. It makes it so much easier to plan put for. It there and say eight twenty. I mean, what they, baseball they say? What like eight oh seven? Yeah,
1: six oh seven, something like that. Six forty, I think, is when the Rockies start. Like, just don't lie. Hmm. If
0: it's if the puck drops at eight twenty, say that. But if you want to say get here at eight, be in your seat at eight for pregame. Like that's that's different. But if hmm. me at home and me the casual fan like wondering when this game starts, say 20, stop lying. Just say it. I completely
1: agree. But uh, let's send these people on the merry way. A lot different tone in this episode, abs, even the series at one. And we'll be back on Saturday night. So Sunday morning for you all to break it all down. But I don't think I have anything else, man.
0: Yeah. I mean, crisis averted. Yes. Yes. This could have been nasty. This could have been the most vicious episode we've ever had. Oh yeah, without a doubt. This would have been like even I I existed alone during the Vegas series, but I was still way too nervous to ever like get fully <laughs> angry at this team to really go all in on them as frustrated as I was during that series. I would not have given a shit if they if they continued to play like they did in the first period of this We game. both would have watched
1: it. This would I, not have been a fun episode.
0: Like I probably would get a yeah. noise complaint like and that would have to adjust the audio in uh post-production to be more manageable because our mics topping out every time (laughs) but crisis averted they come back from down 2-0 after the first period and win this game three to two and we're going to seattle tied at one this is going to be a very very fun series the kraken are not going to bend easily but now that we know the abs are in it it makes it a lot more interesting that they to know they care finally (laughs) 80 minutes We did not get the indication that they cared. But now, with two good periods of play, we're going Seattle Tide. It's going to be a lot of fun the rest of the way. And that is it for us on this edition of the Teledavs It Is podcast on the Hockey Podcast Network. Use promo code It Is for $20 off your first order of $50 or more because we know there's going to be a Game 5 no matter what, there's going to be a game five in Colorado. So if you want to go out there and support the boys again, promo code tell it on SeatGeek for $20 off your first order of $50 or more. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow me at G Young's NHL. You can follow Christian at Christian underscore Belay, and you can follow the show at tell it it is. If you enjoyed this episode, if you enjoy the show, please feel free to leave five stars wherever you get your podcast from. It'd be, Just very helpful to us. It gives us a nice boost, and we would appreciate it a lot. But again, thank you all so very much for tuning in, and we will catch you all next time after Game 3. But until then, let's go abs, baby.